0: I'm Mel. And I'm Tosh. And welcome to another episode of Mahogany Momology, an online dialogue pertaining to the concerns and carefree parenting of Black motherhood. And be the first to know about new episodes, get mom hacks, and more each week by subscribing to our weekly newsletter, The Monday Momologist. Go online to mahoganymammology.com to get your free newsletter. And now, on to the show.
1: Awesome. Well, in Season 2, we discussed school choice, however, focusing on all things private school from a prospective parent's point of view. Today, we will continue this conversation, however, from the side of administration uh, within the private school. So given the outcomes of recent protests of education, of mass mandates during the pandemic, especially in large metropolitan school districts, we wonder, is private school still worth it? And so we are diving into private schools' enriching culture and community relationships with our guests, Ms. Darnetta Forte. And Miss Kelly Morell from a St. Philip School and Community Center in Dallas, Texas. Thank you. I'm to be here. Oh, awesome, I hope awesome. I pronounced your name, uh, your last you name correctly. Did. I'm a big stinker about that. <laughs> yes. that was impressive. Thank you. Okay. <laughs>
0: Love it, love
1: so, it. I'll do, yeah. I'll, do the, I'll do the
0: first uh, intro since we have two, and they're both moms, of course. So. Of course. Um, so Darnetta is actually after 18 years in retail leadership and training, she transitioned into nonprofit work and has spent the last five years a, as an admissions director. Um, she's new to St. Philip's School and Community Center, but she works with a array of different families and genuinely enjoys spending spending. spending her days helping parents make important educational decisions for their children. Her career shift was born out of her desire to be living a more purposeful life as she um, you know really has allowed God to open up doors to see that happen. Darnetta does live in Dallas and her husband of with her husband of 17 years Damien and they actually have two little girls Quinn who's 10 and Margo who's 9 and they love to travel. And they are big fans of Korean culture. We'll get into that, as hopefully, as well.
1: <laughs> Yay! Oh, and yeah. of course, our other guest, Ms. Kelly Morell, is the principal of St. Philip's School and Community Center. She received her Bachelor of Arts degree in History Education from Clark Atlanta University, hey! And a Master's in Christian Education from Dallas Theological Seminary. She began her career in Dallas at Tyler Street Christian Academy as a history teacher, then continued her passion to educate children at Richardson West Junior High in Richardson ISD, which is adjacent to the Dallas, Texas area. It was there that Mrs. Morell's role in education expanded, serving as the seventh-grade girls' basketball coach, twenty-first-century after-school program coordinator, and the advancement via individual determination or avid campus coordinator and teacher. Uh, Mrs. Morell is a native New Yorker. Okay, (laughs) is married to Mark Morell, who is the deputy chief of community. Uh, prosecution and community courts for the city of dallas and she has two wonderful children eden and mark jr both students at saint Philip's school and community center so thank you thank you all for coming thank you
2: thanks for having us
1: yes yes so like i said let's just jump on in it um well, for one, I'll start with you, uh, Mrs. Morel. Can you just tell us about um, St. Philip's as a principal, where it is, what it is, um, all that good stuff?
2: Yeah, I'll tell you. So St. Phillips is in Dallas, is in the southern sector of of Dallas. Um, And uh, we serve students pre-K two, so two all the way through sixth grade. Starting next year, we'll be adding seventh grade. And then the year after that, we're adding eighth grade. So we're super excited about that. Um, And St. Phillips just has a mission um, to provide an unparalleled uh, academic experience with compatible services to students in our community, right? And we, we really try to Service those that are low to moderate income families. Um, and so our goal is really from the school standpoint is to really kind of focus on four kind of tenants that we 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 really try to push out is that we want to be sure that we have a love of God, a love of self a love of learning, and a love for others. And that those are the four uh, real things that we want to make sure that are the outcomes for our kids, that they receive it here, and then that they push that out in their lives You know, when they leave St. Philip, So, um, so we we love St. Philip's. So, um, it's a small school, so it's a private school. Um, it's uh, part of the ISAS, so it's part of the Independent Schools Association of the Southwest, which is part of the National Association of Independent Schools. Um, and and, uh, you know, our focus, like we said, again, is to um, really pour into our kids, but to really help them to see um, confidence in themselves. And then to take that, to take what they know about themselves, what their relationship with God, um, and to apply that in how they treat and how others and how they live. Right. So really into their character building um, is really kind of what we try to focus on at St. Philip's.
1: Nice, nice. And Mrs. Dardetta, can you tell us your role at St. Phillips? Yes, absolutely. So I am the admissions
3: director at St. Phillips. Um, this is my first year. I've been a mission instructor as you had spoken earlier for the last five years, but this is my first year at St. Phillips. And um, so what I get to do is I partner with families. I help them go through the process of finding the right school for their child, sharing with them why St. Phillips is a good fit, um, letting them know what the process is um, for that for that, that journey, for the steps of admissions. And uh, me and my team, we, we work together to make sure that we're targeting and building partnerships um in the area with those that um we know that could be a great fit for saint phillips and um that's pretty much what our what our process looks like and what i get to do there so yeah cool. and then i'm also a parent so i have have two little girls there too so i get to see both
1: sides of course (laughs) wonderful Uh, so i think this next question I'm gonna ask, but I like it from the perspective uh, from the principal because you've been you've been in your role for how long, Miss Moreau? So this is my seventh year at St.
2: Phillips as a principal. Seven, was like, exactly. Uh-huh. And okay. I was a principal previously.
1: Okay. Okay, awesome. So then my question really is, are you especially with, in our time of the pandemic and COVID and everything, are you guys seeing an increase of African American students enrolling in the school? And yes. the second question to that <laughs> is, and I don't know if you don't. You that, don't was to, a, that was an
0: interesting yes, first and
1: foremost. I know, that is a, <laughs> like, we're going to get into that. Like, that. Yes. We're going to get She's into like, that. Yes. And then my follow-up question is, um, are parents providing the rationale for enrolling their child in the school? Yeah, that's a great question. Darnetta probably can answer the second part, uh, mm-hmm. if,
2: you know, to, to see if parents are, um, you know, giving rationale. But we are seeing parents looking for um, for a different way of doing things from an educational standpoint. I do think that the pandemic, um, the challenges, you know, all the talk about kids being behind and um, academically, I think is starting to you know provide some stress onto families and um, and you know, especially. In in the north Natasha where they weren't even going back to school um and they were doing all of that virtually um so texas you know it we was we was back to school <laughs> ten, ten, 10 days into the pan- 10 days into the <laughs> pandemic i
1: know <laughs> we kind of, of said, felt well, like that it, for right real. We We were like, are we still in the pandemic?
2: Everybody's back at school. So
0: yeah,
2: so, so, um, but, you know, when we look at our enrollment from last year, when we were kind of at the beginning of that pandemic um, to where it is now, we went from, we dropped really to maybe at 200 uh, because we serve as little kids, right? So remember, and, and the concept of thinking about um you know remote learning virtual learning for a two-year-old I mean we were really pushing the envelope on our end <laughs> uh, <yes. laughs> on our end right so parents you know <laughs> makes sense right parents were kind of like uh I'll keep them at the house for this year <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for this yeah. year but you know now that the uh that the building is open we um went from that 200 to to close to 250 students um, that just the number um, and and like you said, African-American families um, really looking for a place, one to help their students kind of get caught up, um, one that was really focusing on the academic piece, but also the social emotional. We put a lot of effort into that, just recognizing that, that that's a piece. That's a big piece of, you know, from even from teachers. Mm -hmm. And they're social emotional, but the kids social emotional. So, um, you know, parents really want to see that and they want to have their kids in a space that um, supports and is going to teach history is going to teach facts. I'm sure I'm sure you're going to jump into that at some point. (laughs) And so that that's what they want for their kids. And then, uh, you know, to top it all off, it's faith based. So, you know, if, if we. If they had an option, they they were definitely choosing this option. And one, one thing that St. Phillips was able to do this year um, in light of all that was going on was to provide a million dollars in tuition assistance. So we wanted to um, make it as affordable as we possibly can. So, you know, St. Phillips already is an affordable um, private school um, compared to other private (laughs) schools. Uh, But so our goal this year was to say was to not let um, finances be the reason that a student couldn't come to St. Phillips. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, Darnetta, were, were you seeing when you think about that? Did you hear any reasons why they were thinking about St. Phillips?
3: Yeah, absolutely. Um, St. Phillips as a brand has um, really great brand recognition in terms of its connections here in Dallas. So a lot of families, came, when they found us, it wasn't, "Hey, I was searching the internet looking." There were, I heard about St. Phillips, and I heard about what you guys do there, and I heard about um, your programming, and heard about your outcomes, and I heard about the sense of self. That that piece, I think, has been um, one of the um largest impact on a lot of our families' decisions because they do want their students coming into a space where they feel respected, where they feel dignified, where they see reflection in their teachers, reflection in their administration. And um, to Kelly's part, where they where they feel confident that history and truth is going to be taught. And I can tell you that was my reasoning for selecting St. Phillips for my girls before I ever took a position there. I had already started the missions process. Like I, I said, my children are going to St. Phillips. That is going to be the case. No matter where I land, they're going to be at St. Phillips. And, um, and that, that decision was because not only was it going to be faith-based or so they're going to meet you with the spiritual aspect that I'm teaching at home. It was going to be, um, followed up and, and solidified at school, but they were going to make sure that they were going to get history that honestly, I didn't get as a child that I had to go on my own little journey well into my twenties and thirties to really do some, you know, self-discovery that I was like, no, I, I need them to get the full story, the whole story, truth and nothing, but the truth um, in their education. And so that's what we're really hearing from our families. So
1: Nice, nice. I have a follow-up question for both of you, but I'm gonna to talk to Miss <laughs> Morell first. When you um you mentioned the million dollars um tuition assistance, is that correct? That is correct. Um, I think um we can talk about that in in terms of the community the school is in and like how does that you know have you seen more families within that community? First you you if you want to expand on exactly where St. Phillips is and the demographics in that part and how that, that funding is helping um, um, enrollment of the neighborhood school kids.
2: Yeah, so St. Phillips, like we mentioned before, is is in South Dallas, right? And South Dallas is a neighborhood that has, um, is on the brink of, or returning from blight and trying to um, transition this neighborhood. And uh, so the, the the mission of St. Phillips is is not just what we do for the kids, but what we do for the community. Um, and so we can we can delve into um, our purpose of revitalization and what's happening. Um, one of the things that we're Already doing here, at St. Phillips is is trying to be be sure that we're we're not um, we're holding that community that's still such a, a rich community and not and making sure that um, that that we're still uh, having families have affordable housing. So it's not just the education piece. Um, we want to be sure that these big companies don't come in and you know transform mm-hmm. this neighborhood um, that has a rich history. So uh, it's it's a unique school in that it's it's not just a school. Right. And so um, so our focus, uh, like you said, are we seeing more families come in from this neighborhood? Yes. And that's that's honestly been our big focus um, is to say, really trying to set aside to, you know, tuition assistance dollars for families within this community, within this in this neighborhood. Um, and then also Darnett and I've been working on too, um, even just the academic piece, because St. Phillips is a great ahead. The, the curriculum is rigorous. So providing we, we you're starting this reading program to to provide support so maybe maybe you had challenges getting into saint phillips this year here's what we're going to do we're going to try to help you with this reading program get you set up so you can get in the the next go round so um yes we we are on the <laughs> i see y'all supporting me i wish i wish y'all could y'all could see us and supporting what i'm saying i love it <laughs> so that you know that and that that's really been um, a charge that that we we want to be better about, and so we really are putting um, a lot of extra effort to that to make sure that that this is not something you know we don't want to be a beacon on a hill we don't want, we don't want to be something that is not obtainable for for others, but we want to be a place that um you know that is serving right and and recognizing that um, that that service is not just dollars, but sometimes we got to do some other things to ensure their success here. So I might get you here but in order for you to be successful you may need some additional resources and support um, and tutoring and all those kinds of things so that you can you know thrive while you're in the space. Mm-hmm. I said a lot, Tasha.
1: I don't know if I answered okay. any of your questions. <laughs> we got don't worry. Don't worry. No, no, no. Don't yeah. worry. So, with that, with that being said, then, uh, with your uh, increasing enrollment, how are you guys handling new newcomers from different schools? Right, because the the outcomes of education, as Ms. Darnell has said, you know, is is different. Private school versus public school and even within the public school sector within the districts right Uh, as as Dallas is known to be so like how are you guys handling the kiddos who've been home you know and then they've fallen behind academically once they've been enrolled here
2: yeah you speak in truth so (laughs) uh, (laughs) (laughs) this factual conversation (laughs) so yeah (laughs) So that's twofold, right? So one where we we have to we're really working on transitioning kids back into school. Um, those that have been home and recognizing, uh, you know, you've been home with mom, you, you know, you you mom's been the cafeteria lady. And all those other things. And now you're here and we have other, you know, there's structure, different types of structure. All of that has has been something that we have um, really worked with. And I think I mentioned this before. The emphasis just on social emotional learning is every is part of the curriculum. Um, We spend Tuesdays are like our big day where we incorporate that through chapel. Just, you know, helping kids to deal with that, deal with the transition, um, you know, and, and all those pieces. Uh, Is it, a big part. And then from the academic standpoint, um, you know, we have our certified academic language therapist on site. Um, we've incorporated um, small group tutoring. So we're real big about um, ensuring that um, a year's growth for everybody. So whether you are a student that's already advanced or a student that um, maybe uh, needs some additional support, we want to be sure that we're providing that differentiated instruction for you. Um, and so that's where our um, curriculum leads. To come in and they support in working with students in small groups to try to get students where you know where 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 they need to be um, but also making it a space that um, that celebrates you you know at whatever level and, and recognizes that each kid is on has different goals mm-hmm. and trying to get those kids um, where 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 they need to be um, but honors who they are. So, you know, it's a work it's, you know, it, to be honest, you know, we we assess and um, and see where they are and start to develop these plans and how we can, um, you know, work with them to get there. But the other key thing that I think this is the difference between public and private um, or St. Phillips and, and uh, public schools is, uh, is our ability to um, require things of parents that that when I was a public school principal, you know, I I gave suggestions about about things that I think might be helpful. But at St. Phillips, we can say, hey, we you you've signed up for a partnership, mom, dad, you signed up for a partnership. We're communicating with you where we see your baby at. Here's what we're going to do on our end. Here's what we need you to do on your end. And and it's because of that partnership. We see our parents. They they pick up you know, and they go whatever they kind of work with us in helping their child, and that's where we see the greatest growth. And, and that, that's 100% factual is that when everybody is working in tandem, that we, we see the greatest growth with our kids. And, and I believe that that w- will be our success, you know, or our student success moving forward, even in light of this pandemic. Is you know the school doing its part, making some adjustments to the curriculum, you know, pulling students in gr- in smaller groups, and parents working alongside uh, the school.
1: I think that would be a good um, like research or talking point for an admissions point of view. Like, um, I hate to say, like you know, okay, we've had some kiddos given the pandemic. You know what I mean? It's, this is to me the first like full school year in yeah. pandemic right so yeah. it's almost like okay you know it was kind of shaky last year for us parents or whatever and students and so here at you know at this school we've had you know x amount of kids come in i don't know at below grade level i don't know let's just say you know what i mean and then by you know june or may when you guys um you know get out of school here's how our kids kiddos have been doing so yeah. i think that would be a good um yet yeah, point from admission standpoint to be like listen Absolutely. this is the value this yeah. is the value yeah. you know what I mean yeah,
3: yeah. that's good that's know. good those are metrics that we definitely want to follow because that's information parents do want to know yeah they want to know yeah. about the outcomes how the child does from start to finish with us so yeah mm-hmm. definitely
0: mm-hmm. To jump back to the social um, and cultural side, paint us a picture, you know, and, and maybe, um, Darn it, maybe you take it from like, from a mother's perspective, not as a director of admissions, if you don't mind, but what what do you want people to envision as they come in or what is someone in, walking into um, as a parent or even as a child, if you will, or maybe what the kids were saying as they come into the school, either from a, um, I guess, testing stamp, I don't know if you guys are still doing testing or not with the pandemic or admissions process. And then secondly, as a student or as a like, what are they experiencing? If you can give us that perspective
3: yeah no absolutely um stepping into the building what my daughters have been experiencing what they've been sharing with me at home is so my, my oldest one is 10 and she's um she when when she she's an information holder when she gets it she's jumping up mommy did you know mommy did you know and so the other day she jumps in the car she's like you know africa is the birthplace of all humanity <laughs> i said uh yes sweetheart Yeah, yeah, I do. So you know when they were saying they didn't want blacks here and they didn't want blacks there, they were hurting themselves. We we all won. I said, okay, wow, yes, yeah, you you right. Okay,
2: (laughs) she didn't come to play. She did
3: not. Like she had, she was walking around the house just spouting from one room to the next, and I was like, that's what I'm looking for. That's Mm -hmm. that's what I need. I need the fullness. Of you loving and knowing who you are, not what they say you are, not what you know, you know, the magazines or news or whatnot will say this is who you are because you're a black girl. No, I need you to know who you are for real. And so knowing that she's in a space that's going to support that and give that as a parent, that that is vitally important, as much, if not a little bit more than the academics quite honestly, because that, that is who she is. Go for the academics is what she learns, but that sense of self is who she is. And we'll, we'll track with wherever she goes from, from now to the rest of her adulthood. And um, so that, that experience that I'm seeing as a parent and, um, my, my husband is, um, born and raised in the Caribbean. And so for him, he only knew black only schools. Like you, you, you went into a school, all your teachers were always black. Your principals, your administration, your students you went to school with were all black. So it was for him, his culture shock was getting here. And when the girls were finding schools and he was like, oh, okay, okay, okay. So this this is how this this is how this works in America. (laughs) You know, like the the experience was very different. And so all he has said for the last month now, since the girls have been in, he's like, yeah, this is this is what I know. This is familiar to me. And even hearing him on the phone with his dad all the way back at home in Grenada, he's like, oh, dad, the girls are doing this. The girls are like he. The girls are learning about um, uh, the country is Zimbabwe. He calls a buddy of his from Zimbabwe and says, my daughters are learning about the, the currency in Zimbabwe. And his buddy said, what? He's like, yes. So to hear my husband, a man, bragging to his buddies about what his daughters are learning in school, that speaks volumes to me. That, that absolutely speaks volumes to me about their experience and what's going on
2: inside the building. But I think I mean, and I hate to—is it okay if I jump? No, jump go ahead, right yes, jump. Okay, jump, yes, <laughs> yeah, jump on in. Yes, yeah. So, so, what Darnetta said that I that about the confidence, but it's 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 not even just the confidence in um, from a from the cultural standpoint, but it's there's something about that's what my kids love is that they feel like they can do anything there's something about this, yeah. this space that, um, that builds so much confidence that it, it, it's hard to tell them like, no, I mean, you're just all right at singing, yes. but, but somebody has convinced them.
0: That yes. <laughs> that now, <wait> <laughs> yes. You know,
1: I, say, because sometimes I, say, I love my son. I love my son, but sometimes I tell him you are like, Loud and wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and my husband said that's St. Phillips. He's like, all these kids it think is. it is. Thank you. He's like, all, all these American kids Idol. think that they are the yeah. they could
2: be whatever they oh, yeah, I'm be the president. Yes. I, I could be they, there's something. Yes. But but y'all, that's how that's what kids need you know Not, i mean a real you know we're here as parents to bring it back to reality <laughs> but they need to know that you can do this you have anything, this when and, and when i was a public school principal that's what you don't see in kids of color you don't see that they believe in themselves that you are smart enough you are talented enough you you are worthy of it you know and so here you know we have the we have the kind of you know, say, okay, yes, <laughs> I, will
1: bring you down just
2: <laughs> I will bring you down just a little bit. But I love that about the space. I love that when I see my kids, they they feel like, you know, my, my teacher said I could do it. So I, I can do it. I'm, and I'm going to go ahead and try it. And if I don't win, I don't win. But they're not afraid to try something. They're not afraid to do the oratorical, con- oh, you know, it, it just... I think that's what, and going back to what Darnetta said, I think that's important. I think that that sometimes is more important than the math and the the reading. Oh,
1: sure. I mean, when we, we you say you know yeah. representation matters, and like oh, yes. you have got to, you know, it it should we shouldn't be able to see those images as a teenager and above, right? That's right. And that so. I'm I'm like Darnetta's like upbringing, but I'm also like your upbringing, Miss um, yeah. uh, Morell, growing yeah. up in New York. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, in certain areas where it was very black centric, and that's yes. it. In that's an it. Sense. And what made it even what what made that re- reinforce was that not only was that sense of self in school. I can literally walk outside and see my people, that's right. you know what I'm saying? That's like right. yeah. in all fashions, you know, yeah. and, and that's just the community and the community just builds all kinds of people, the yeah. doctor or garbage man. That's, that's the one thing where I guess the, the, the next question or comment would be like in this, in this state of education that went in do you find that it's becoming more elite does that make sense like um obviously private school is elite because you have to pay for it right in order to get the quality but are you seeing more but they have educational
0: assistance right now too so Mm -hmm. you know
1: like what do you mean Oh well, well, they have like yeah, yeah. yeah. This school in particular, but I'm just saying like private schools, like Mm -hmm. in general. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, St. Phillips is is like Miss is saying a unique experience, right? Yeah. But just private school, and let's talk specifically of the Dallas area. um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, You know, are you fine? Is it elite? That's probably self-explanatory. Yes, it is elite, but it's more so like okay, is the gap? In the racial demographics mm-hmm. of the private school um, versus public school um, mm-hmm. enrollment, wide, wider, is it is it getting bigger because of the lack of resources or elitism or you know things like that? If that makes sense.
2: Yeah, I think, um, and Donna, you can jump in. Yeah. So one, so first things, when it comes to the private schools, and even for for St. Phillips, the sticker shock alone is is part of the the issue. So a lot of times, um, you know, if we are not you know uber wealthy, when we see the number that it costs to to send our kids there, sometimes we don't even try to we don't even apply. We don't even, you know, I mean, we're spending, you know, as an admissions team and as a principal, we're spending a lot of times dispelling the rumor that you can apply to St. Phillips and get in, you know, and it not cost your mortgage. Like, but, you know, when people see that and the same for other, for some of these bigger private schools too. Um, you know, even when we send our kids, some of our kids, most of our kids go on to these other private schools and their numbers are well beyond our numbers. Um, but what parents don't know is that they have more financial aid than, uh, you know, than, than some of these other places. So if that's a place that you want to send your kid, we have sent kids, I probably shouldn't even say this, on the, on <laughs> on your mass audience.
0: But <laughs> I, don't, I don't want anybody to know this. But some of these... <laughs> I have, it I have, out. No, I'm just kidding. We, uh, uh, turn down your volume real low, folks, real quick for a moment.
2: They have so much financial aid that what you're paying at St. Phillips is the exact amount you're paying over there. They, yeah. they have that. Yes. Wait. Look at me. Yes. Wait. What? Like. Wait. What? Yes. They have that much yeah. financial aid. Um, that. Yes. That. What? The tuition you're paying at 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 small St. Phillips is the same. You would pay the exact same. They they'll match it because they have that much financial aid over there um, and, and that much money. So I never want a parent to feel like, you know, if you you have you have an option, you want to choose an option, um, try it. You know, it's, it's worth trying. Now um, do I do I know that the academic gap is is huge? Yes, it is. Because most of these schools are already moving. St. Phillips is a, you know, is a grade ahead. Most of these schools are already moving a grade ahead, right? They're, they're moving one or two grade levels ahead. Um, and so that's where that, you know, that gap starts to get widened because some of, some of our students in, in public schools are struggling at grade level. Right. You know, just to perform at gray level. And so um, you know, it is more challenging to get into these environments um when you're not performing at, you know, at this high. So to your point, this elite level. Um, but real talk, uh, now now y'all really gonna cut me off, but real talk, all all, all of them ain't performing at that level either. So <laughs> say that. that. Say it. <laughs> so let, let's say that too. Um, uh-huh. that, that that's not the case either. You know, sometimes they, they they're always matter too, right? Right. (laughs) Who's paying and things like that. Extra donations. Yeah. Yeah. And I think for us, that's our frustration. Our frustration is that our kids have to be at the highest level um, in order to sometimes get in when when you got kids over there that's not at the highest that's not the highest level but are successful and are functioning and are you know meeting their academic goals so you know our students have to assess at at your highest level um, and on assess on your assessment I'm just gonna throw that out there too. Okay. <laughs> it's your. It's your. It's the assessment you design. You design, so they have to right. perform. <laughs> they have to perform <laughs> at the highest level on on that assessment, and then if they don't, then they don't get in. But the truth of the matter is, every school has kids yeah. that are at varied academic levels. um But you know, sometimes it, it doesn't always seem fair that you know some kids have to be at the you know the the
1: pinnacle you have to be right i mean let's be real yeah
2: chris rock you say you know you have to invent teeth
1: Yeah. yes (laughs) oh my god i was just talking to my husband about that the other day the joke in that against the elitism and rich of it chris rock his joke is that you know he lives you know um mary j blige is next to him and you know he lives in that community but his neighbor is a straight-up dentist (laughs) Straight up, that's it, and it's just like we, of course, like you said, keep it funky. We got to yeah. be at the, yeah. the beyond the peak, actually. That's right. At the inventive level, I was gonna say we gotta yeah. be God, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. In order for them, to, for even for us, to, for them to even look our direction, that's right. But what stand we stand do stand at
2: Saint Phillips is prepare them for that. So, yes. so we try to, um, you know, get you ready for whatever. Life After St. Phillips is it may be, you know, these elite private schools, but it may be going back to your 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 home school, whatever it is we want that when you get there, that you're successful, but not just academically academically successful, um, but that you don't feel like you have to change who you are when you get in there. And that and, and that's kind of, a, a, you know, and that's what we see every time. That's why we really push. You know, some of our families like to leave a little earlier because um, it's easier to get in to some of those schools. Um, but when they stay with us, we see the difference between a kid that stayed with us and a kid that left early because the one that stayed, they, they will walk in that space and command that space. You know, we've had where, where they go in there and they say, hey, I don't see enough uh, books in the library. I'm going to write a petition that books uh, with people of color. I'm going to write a petition and get that and get it moving because they are so confident within themselves and that they don't have to assimilate to that cult, to that culture. They can be in that space um, and learn in that space, but who, but be who they are.
3: Mm -hmm. They don't have to compromise themselves to be in that space. That's right. Yeah. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. Thanks. But a lot of times, I mean, you know, on the other side, as a parent in, in the trenches, um, a lot of parents, you know, have pulled kids out earlier because the rumor mill, I don't know how true it is, is that you're more likely to get the funding if you're at the lower level because the quota is a little bit, you know, the percentage is a little bit less. So you're more likely to get that same payment as St. Phillips you would, you know, have at kindergarten or first grade versus, um, you know, coming in at sixth grade or seventh
2: grade. Yeah, I don't um I am not suggesting a rumor mill isn't isn't telling the truth there. But uh, <laughs> I think if you know if you go at a younger, a younger age, it's it's just like St. Phillips. Is it is it easier to get into St. Phillips in pre-K two than it is in fifth grade? Absolutely, just because from the academic, from the rigor, you know, what what what's needed at two and three You know, it's Mm -hmm. not the same when we're looking at a third and fourth grader that, uh, you know, so yes, I think all of those things are things to think about that come into play um, on those lower grades. But what St. Phillips does is that our relationship with those schools um, is is how we're able to work and make sure that our students are, you know, are successful and and. You know, and the the number that I gave you is based off of families that left after um, they graduated from St. Phillips. So mm-hmm. not those that left early, but those that graduated in sixth grade left. And, and I can give you a myriad of them that, you know, from a tuition standpoint, because, like I said, the issue, the truth of the matter is, um, you know, they they. They have the funding. They they have more of the funding and the resources. And to me, it seems easier because it's less years. You got you got to fund me. If if you take right. me in seventh grade, then if you took me in kindergarten, it is less years you have to fund my my uh, my education and support me yeah. through that. So I'm not seeing that. And I do I, I know parents get nervous about that. But I, honestly, in the seven years I've been here, if you were you know elite school bound there was there was nothing that was going to stop you you, you were going to get in with St. Phillips at, when you went into seventh grade whether they had one or two seats or not you were going to get in we Dr. Flowers yeah. and I have called um, we we talked to them all I got this kid who's amazing so that we don't ever want that to be an issue for a parent but what we do really push is best fit and I would push that for any parent out there. And even St. Phillips is not the best fit for everybody. You, we, We're now long gone are the days that
0: I have to go to the school because it's, it's in my neighborhood right like I mean, right. You know, right those yes. days right. There's, a lot, there's a lot of people driving you know for yeah. their work hours oh, plus and, and looking oh, yeah. at yeah. where the schools are in that area and and vice versa yeah you don't have to be in the neighborhood i think now, even in a
1: public school right yes, if it's a good yeah. district yes. or whatever now, you may yeah. pay a little fee i can only speak like you know that's um nice. i had a niece in new jersey or whatever she was out she didn't go to her neighbors, but she paid a little something, something, but (laughs) yeah. It's like
0: that that. that that.
2: and so so what I would encourage parents is, is best fit. And one of the things that I would say is that even though, even though you have two kids, one school is a best fit for one and the other school is a best fit for the other. Don't, you don't always have to feel like you got to clump them together. It's about how that kid learns, what, what that kid is interested in. And I think sometimes we get, um, You know, we get pulled in by perceived prestige that that Mm -hmm. because the place is prestigious, my kid has to go here. But the kid is miserable. (laughs) We're looking for best fit. And that's those are the conversations we have with our parents. Hey, yes. Can this kid get into that school? Absolutely. Would this kid love that school? Not at all. Let me show you let me show you this other one. And and because when I look at the talent of this kid, when I look at the passion of this student, you know, this the scholar that this is not the right fit for them, this would be a better option. And I really would encourage parents when you're thinking about that, think about who your kid is and and, you know, is it, it? is it necessary to send them to a place where it's painful? That You know, where they're working every day. They don't enjoy it. There's some kids that enjoy that. They enjoy, you know, doing all this homework and doing... And then there's other kids that that's not who they are. So let's find the best fit for them. And that's what we try to do in transitioning them to their next school.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, go ahead, Mel. Mm
0: -hmm. Well, I had a question in terms of like the religion aspect, a religious aspect, right? Um, A lot of private schools, you know, they're attached to a church or what have you. And you've mentioned it being clearly in the name, St. Phillips, but in our discussion, we've talked really a lot about the culture and the representation of us. Talk to me a little bit more about, you know, the religious aspect of it. How is that playing into the kids day to day with you all?
2: That's awesome. Thank you. Um, So we have chapel every day and uh, which is unique for many of the other private schools, even the religious ones. They they may have chapel once a week, um, but we have chapel uh, every day. And in this chapel um, is, uh, you know. They recite something. They recite, you know, scriptures, um, books of the Bible. uh, But then there's a homily. There's a small, um, you know, mini Bible lesson um, that that we share with our kids. And and, you know, they sing, they worship. So it's kind of like a a small worship service each day. So just imagine that a worship service each day. Um, But the other thing about it that we try to push uh, is beyond chapel. Right, So chapel, you know, it's kind of like Sunday morning. Um, so, you know, yeah, I go to church on Sunday. But what happens on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, <laughs> Thursday? Right. And right. so so we try to, you know, we push morning devotion that it's embedded in the fabric of what happens, you know, and so it's not uncommon for uh you know a kid to to pray or to say, hey, I think we should pray, you know, especially in the upper grade, you know, upper grades, let's pray about that. Let's, let's, you know, in the, in the advisory, you know, it's it's not uncommon for those things to happen because we want to embed it embedded in the fabric of who we are, right? So um so it's not just something we say we do, but it's something we live, right? And so um and we try to t- it, not that that your 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 relationship with God um, is, is a spiritual relationship, but it plays itself out in the way that you behave as well. Um, Mm -hmm. And so that's the other part that we pour into our kids is like, you know, and into ourselves, right. We got to check ourselves too. And make, you know, make sure, Hey, we all can't sit up in chapel and and be having morning devotion and we talking to each other crazy. So, you know, (laughs) it plays out right in, in what we do too. And that's where that service ties in. That's where that, um, you know, where I started off saying a love of God and then a love of others that that is a big thing for us that, you know, we cannot be in South Dallas and say we we go to chapel every day and we you know, we are growing in our relationship with God and we do nothing to make people better, you know, to to make someone's life better. So <clears throat> that that's. That, that's that's what we try to do. Um, so um, St. Phillips is unique in the sense that uh, you don't um, have to, some other schools, you have to um, be a Christian. You know, you have to already um, believe St. Phillips doesn't have that. Um, you don't have to. You have to understand that we have to, you have to be respectful of what we do here at St. Phillips and um, the end that we have chapel every day and that that's important to us. Um, and, uh, but we're hoping that, you know, that we live out our relationship with, with Christ that, you know, it's not just in our words, but the way in which we treat you, the way in which we talk to you, um, and, and, and uphold you with dignity. Right. And so that, that, that's, that's what we try to do.
1: I like that. Um, that was, I think, you know, at the time, one of my, if one of the high points is that, you know, I grew up in Catholic school. And I'm not Catholic at all, <laughs> you know, uh, but my mom did it for the structure, right? And it, it provided the structure. But what the point I'm just driving home is that, you know, while you don't have to, you know, be emphatic about a certain denomination, it's just all about that spiritual journey that that child should have as they're growing up. So and even, even if they question you know certain um um things in in religion that's okay whereas um catholic school if i did that god god help me <laughs> you know what i'm saying but that's that was kind of I, that's what i like because i know you know like i said let's keep it real not you know 100 percent of the families don't go to church you know what i'm saying that's enrolled in it i'm mean, just I'm just right. say well, also,
0: too, um, it's an interactive church in a way, like mm-hmm. you know, in terms of the I, I know you said chapel not I same church, but the yeah. chapel itself is interactive. And I, what mm-hmm. I mean by that is it's live. Right. It's on Facebook. Yeah. You know, yes. you can look yeah. at previous ones. So for all those okay. of you mm-hmm. who are like, "Wow, what are they talking about? You know, this chapel every day. No, you can you can get in on it yourself like as if you're there. Yes. Yeah. Without being there and, you know, put on your headset and, you know, and, and clap along and, and participate as well. So
1: mm-hmm.
0: that that's something um, I definitely appreciate about the school. Yes. That's a great question.
1: Yes. yes.
0: Well, I'm curious, what are some questions or things that parents have not asked you when they're looking at schools? What should they be asking you? I guess it's my question. What should they really be asking you? You know what, one of the things
3: our department has really um, worked on is creating educational tools for families, because as we are servicing a, um, a demographic of family that a lot of them, they are first time private school goers. So they don't even understand the process. They're not familiar with the steps. They're not familiar with what the difference is between going up to their public school saying, okay, I'm new to the neighborhood, I'm enrolling my child and trying to do the same thing and say August at a private school. They don't realize that there are steps and a a process to it. And so a lot of them don't even know what questions to ask. A lot of them don't don't understand that for, for them, it might just be, we've heard that you're a great school, and and I've been told I need to I need to come here, but they have not really done a lot of the research to understand what an independent school looks like versus their public school or their charter school counterparts. And so we actually spend a lot of time helping families understand that by, you know, being a resource, providing them with that information, um, making sure that they know, you know, whenever you get to that interview part of that process, you're interviewing us too. Like get together a list of questions to ask the interviewer about the school and about our philosophy on education education and about the day-to-day aspects uh, in the classroom like did get that information down like do the research and get a good set of questions there because we want to make sure you love us as much as we love you and your child. And so we, we do spend a lot of time um, educating our families because of the demographic that um, we're reaching out to.
2: Yeah, and I'll just piggyback on that. You know, I think questions that parents should be asking, one is um, how can they get involved? So that that's huge. And I know parents are super busy, but those, you know, like we've been saying all, all day, real talk, those parents that are involved, um, and I, when I was a principal in public school, you know, we would only see the, the same demographic of parents involved. And so, but those were the parents that, you know, received the responses and received, you know, when, when they needed something and things like that, those things because their voice was loud. Right. So the loudest voice is the voice that, you know, the squeaky wheel gets the oil. So I would encourage parents to get involved, be a part of the fabric of what's happening there um, Mm -hmm. at the at the school. And what are some ways to get involved? And then um, Darnetta mentioned the philosophy. What is it? Because part of um, your child's success is is your belief and trust Mm -hmm. in the educators at that building so it 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 has to ha- it has to so and I encourage your family if you don't trust us, we need to find some we need to find another place because you are dropping your kids off here every day, and you have to believe that the administration, the teachers that because we're making a myriad of decisions on behalf yes. of your kid, right? when you think about that, we're making all of these decisions, and that every decision that we make is gonna be best for the student body best for kids right and, and i'm a big proponent of that that the decisions that we make are best for kids and the adults work around that so that you know because we grown so you know we work the adults around that but the kids aren't so we're going to make the decision that if, if it's best for kids that we're working in small groups but it, you know it, it, it irritates the teacher but what's best for kids So let's let's work around that. And, you know, we figure out how we not irritate the teachers, but (laughs) we do what's best for kids. And so I would I would really encourage parents. What is the philosophy of this school? What because I'm getting ready to drop my baby off. What is it that you believe about kids? Do you believe that all kids can learn? Do you believe that all kids can be successful? Does everybody believe that? um are you having you know are you having challenges in some places where everybody doesn't believe this philosophy because that's important for me um and so i would i would definitely be sure that parents and think through what is it that you want you know what, what experience do you want for your kids and ask those questions hey what do you guys do about this and i feel like um you know sometimes educators we you know we get upset is she actually questioning me <laughs> you know she, <laughs> is she questioning me yeah they do they be getting I, I, yeah, mad they, they, getting they, do. Mad. they, they do, mad. do right like you know and, and, here, here and i get it mother
0: right and i get it
2: oh. I, but i i don't for for me and i even have to tell my teachers it, it's the parent can ask a question mean, it's just a question like <laughs> Like, yeah and and to me they're entitled whether they whether they're coming to st Phillips and they're paying or they're going to the regular public school they're entitled to ask a question they're entitled to know what's going on um, and, and and we we can respond you know okay. and and so I I don't see anything wrong with that and I, I and I'm a big proponent even though I'm a, a administrator an educator and, and I'm the one answering all these questions but uh, <laughs> <laughs> Just, I'm a big proponent in empowerment, in parent empowerment, that it's okay um, to be involved in what's happening, um, you know, not necessarily dictate what's going on, but to say, I, I'd, I'd love to know, and, and I, I'm, I'm big in, in parents when they go to parent conference, you you be just as prepped up as a teacher. I was looking in this <laughs> folder. <laughs> You'll be just as prepped up. I saw you sent this. What What, what was that about? Yeah. And I, I mean, even in my mm-hmm. little videos to parents, I, I send out every time before parent conference. Here are some questions you may want to come to the parent conference with mm. to be sure you ask. Yes. These are just a few questions to prep you on a parent conference so you're aware of what of what's going on. You're not questioning the teacher. But in order for this partnership to work, you need to be informed. Mm-hmm. You need to know what you you need to know what you need to do. So I I see what you're doing. Okay, what do I need to be doing at the house to be sure my kid is successful?
0: I'm going to kind of, we've talked about in comparison with public school um, and other uh, private schools, how successful are you or have you been with um, families that have been homeschooled and they're coming into or looking or they're not sure which way they're going to go, private, homeschool, public. How's that conversation been going, or has it?
2: I, I have it, um and Darnetta may be able to speak more to this. Um, I love homeschool kids, so <laughs> because they're super, they're super smart. Like homeschool. <laughs> They are. They generally are like the sharpest group of kids. Um, We have we have one. I want to say one or two this year that transition from home outside of little kids. So, you know, if I'm thinking of a bigger kid um, that transition from homeschool, the student is the kids are super excited. To be back into to be back in a space with other kids. Um, but we, you know, I, I haven't had any challenges with that. I think um, they usually are able to transition well because they're they're generally a grade ahead or two grades ahead. So that that process, because they're, you know, they're well read. Um, and they've, they've had a lot of experiences and that, you know, and that, that's really what drives kind of what we do at St. Phillips is to try to mimic that, that it's about experiences about getting outside of the four walls. Um, and that's where, you know, some of that, that true education happens. So we see that with our homeschool kids. Darnetta, are you seeing anything?
3: Absolutely. So, um, with, this, with me being new at St. Phillips, I'm still kind of just seeing the trends and learning, but from even my previous school, what we found that has been amazing with homeschool families is to Kelly's point, the families have been so involved with the child's education that we don't have any trouble getting the parent to show up, getting to p- the parent to understand expectations, getting the parent to understand, you know, that, hey, you play a role in your child's success in education because they've been actively being the teacher and administrator and record keeper and registrar and and all the things for their child to date. So when they are now passing that, that baton, and, you know, into the hands of an independent school, they already have, uh, I think, an even better understanding of all the things that must take place. And they become probably one of our most solid partners um, when, when you truly look at it because of you know what they've already been doing
1: at home with that child. Very cool. Very cool. Well, Miss Morrell, Miss Fortune, Miss Darnett, I'm just gonna say it like that. (laughs) Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for coming on the show. If anything, we'll wrap up with this. Is there what is one thing about St. Phillips um, that you want the parents to take away from this interview? From both. You know, from the admission standpoint, as well as from, you know, just as an administrator. Mr. And as a mom. And as a mom. Hello. Yeah, that part.
0: What is <laughs> yeah. As a mom whose child is at the school, or children, I should say, are at yeah. the school, the administrator aspect and the, uh, yeah.
1: Yeah. So yeah. I think, let's yeah. think about being a mom first. So like, as a mom, yeah. if you were not, you know, an administrator, if you were not in admissions, you know, what is, what is something if you were talking to another mom or prospective parent, that you would want them to take away.
2: Yeah, so I, I mean, I can go first. I think um, for me as a as a mom, why I love St. Phillips is um, is that is how it makes my kids feel. Mm-hmm. Uh, my kids are joyous about going to school. Um, my kids uh, are challenged. Um, my kids, uh, you know, love to worship and, and sing and, and praise. And um, so, so I would tell a parent that you know what I'm looking for uh, a faith based school um, that focuses on who you are and whose you are. That because I can supplement anything that. <laughs> that they that they can't you know but when my kid walks in this space it doesn't matter who the teacher is and I've been in schools where you know kids kids only responded to this is my that's my teacher she's not my teacher St Phillips every teacher kid <laughs> I mean <laughs> is like like we all been family at the family reunion yes. for yes. years. Yes. Yeah. And I'm like, that isn't that. That's what I would. I want to feel good when I send my kids off when I drop them off. And, and and I was a parent before I was a principal. And that's what I liked is that I could drop my kid off in the fifth grade. And I had a two year old and three year old at the time. And the fifth grade teacher would be like, hey, Mark, <laughs> you know, it wasn't the two year old. The whole building knew the kids. And so um, so as a parent. I, I would say that that's
1: that's my lord I have a testimony for that but <laughs> I'm gonna I'm let miss yes. go yes.
3: <laughs> so you know as a parent you know you know that um when I was telling the story of my my 10 year old who is like full fist to the sky now and is just like she knows like she's spitting facts her first day was a tough first day because it was her first time at a new school after having been at her previous school for six years. So this and she is incoming fifth grader. So she's coming in at this kind of preteen adolescent age. And she came home and she was she was really she was in distraught because she just felt she I like, it's just new and this is just different. And I just don't know and, and anxious. And so then I get anxious because she had been anxious. I'm like, OK, OK, we're, we're you're going to be OK. It's going to be fine. When I dropped her off the next day, one of her advisors, it wasn't even t- one of the teachers, one of one of the leads stops me and she was like, how was Quinn yesterday? I said, actually, it was, <laughs> she wasn't great. She's like, I didn't think so. A couple of us, and she just started going in, telling me we noticed one, pool and started praying with her. I'm going to go ahead and get her nailed up with this student. When I walked away, my mama heart felt at peace, at genuine I was like, they saw her because whenever she gets like that and she has a history of, you know, working through anxiety. So when she gets like that, like, she just shrinks. She absolutely shrinks. I was like, there's no way anybody saw this. No one saw that she was struggling all day. There's not. But they did. They saw it. They went into action to deal with it and to respond and put a plan in place and, and tuned in immediately. That was her first day of school. It's been four weeks now she's one fist in the sky telling everybody that we're Mother Africa. Like like her transition, her tra- her transition is where I'm just like, okay. That that part, that that, that part where they see her, they tune in and um she's not just a number, she's not getting lost in the crowd at all. That that's what I would tell families that is really important when it comes to St. Philip. So
1: yeah. I mean, that's good to hear. Yeah. She's when- gonna at me. My mama heard is like, she going to be fine. <laughs> when, they you, when they got you looking up stuff, and they got you looking up like, you said what? Hey, but you kind of play it off like, oh, yeah, I'll do that. No, no, no.
0: <laughs> oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, that's that, yeah, that's yeah, that's, that's
1: right. that But also, that's just a whole lot of black mamas in a building. Yes, true. yes. and daddy, you do have and daddy. Yes, all male male teachers. That's, man. that's yes. right. Yeah, I be like, I want somebody to mammy hug me. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> in the middle oh, it's of the, in the corner, and he's gotta dance. get it. Like, oh. you know, I'm jealous. Let me and get put your, your grandma on um, and pray with you. Yes. yes. You're not gonna find that everywhere else. You're just not. You're not. But but to wrap it up though, to to bring it back to the to, to center is just that, like you said, representation is everything. And what's important is that they are in a learning enrichment for people that look like them. And parents are involved That's right. and, th- and just that combination twofold even if you know what I'm saying not not to say you but even if you were in a private school at academics and it was wasn't yeah. even all of that you know what I'm saying because yeah. uh, again keep it real you know we 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 put certain things on pedestals versus other things right yeah. and so it's like mm-hmm. you know even if academics wasn't wasn't it you know you need just those two I agree uh,
2: that, Absolutely. I mean, agree. Absolutely. That's that. I mean, I couldn't have said it, but I mean, you, you wrapped it up that, that, mm-hmm.
0: right. <laughs> I was, okay. I, w- I was about to add, uh, it says a lot when the parents are working there with yeah. kids there and have graduated there
2: yeah.
0: and, yeah. um, siblings, some, some of the teachers are siblings yes. to one another and kids are growing up through the school. That yeah. Yeah. is profound and I don't know other private schools that have that yeah. um, on the scale that you our do. trust. Yeah, yeah. And
3: it speaks to our trust in the system and our trust in the organization as parents and employees. We, we, we trust it that much that we're like, yes, our kids, our family, like, yes, this mm-hmm. is where you want to be. So, yeah. And we pay
2: tuition. And, and we pay, pay right. tuition. We pay. We, we're paying. Yes. Right. We. we yeah. Some, some yes. people think that, you know, oh, you're an employee. It's free. No, no we, pay, tru- we pay tuition. We believe in it that much. We're making investments. <laughs> investment. That's right. Too. That, that we make a sacrifice that yeah. we make a sacrifice too. Yep. You yep. sure do.
1: I'm like we could go on and on because i'm like even because that speaks to like you know just going back to a neighborhood school and, you know and, and bringing the culture back to neighbor yeah. that might be that might be, my, be yeah, that's, who, that's, that's gonna be that's mimology after yeah. the conversation yeah. <laughs> for real for real <laughs> But again, uh, thank, oh, you. Thank, thank you, thank you so yeah. much for it's coming on. Mm-hmm. Well, tell us what's it. what's coming up for you oh, guys. Yeah. What tell oh, us, you know, yeah. tell
0: the people what's coming yes. up for St. Phillips. How can they get in touch with y'all? How did I mean? We'll have the links in the show notes. We don't, you know, you don't need to pull over to the side of the road just yet, <laughs> y'all. Just when you get to your destination, it'll be in the show notes. We'll have it in the newsletter. But let the good folks know. um What's going on with y'all in the next few weeks?
3: Absolutely. So um, actually next Saturday, the 25th, we have an event happening in the neighborhood. We're going to be canvassing and just getting into our neighborhood. Our neighbors, they're right near St. Phillips. Um, Then we have in October, October 14th is going to be our first open house. I know school just started in August, but we are already looking forward to 22, 23. And so our applications open up November 1st. So that open house event on the 14th is when families get to hear about our curriculum, about our programs. You'll have our entire um, uh, instructional leadership team there on the call answering parents' questions about the admissions process and you know what to do and what steps to take. And so that's on October 14th. And then our applications, our early priority applications, open November 1st. So when we, we encourage families, get in early because based off, and as Kelly was saying, you know, we have this influx of enrollment. We're, we don't have as many seats open next year. And so we want our families to have a sense of urgency, get in, in November. Get those applications started so you could be a part of that early admissions process. And I'm
2: just going to plug in um, 7th and 8th grade. So next year.
0: I was actually going to ask, so are you (laughs) allowing for... new applications to be the seventh and eighth or do they have to have already been there? Okay.
2: Yeah. So we are, you know, was priority for our current sixth graders, but we are opening up seats for seventh and eighth grade. I'm going sh- to throw this out there. Our, our emphasis or focus is uh, leadership and entrepreneurship. So seventh grade, the focus is entrepreneurship. So students will participate. Their capstone project will be their kidpreneur. They'll work together um, to create a, um, a product or whatever, a service and they'll present that in our Kidpreneur. And then eighth grade, the emphasis is leadership. And so our capstone trip, for eighth graders will be Africa. So they will, um, they, yes, I see. I Look see me, I have to do a, like. Um. That's right. Eighth grade. Um, it'll be a servant leadership trip. Um, and so they'll be going to Africa. And so we're super excited, board approved, ready to go. And so we just feel like that falls right in line with our mission, right in line with who we are. And uh, so we're, so if you're looking, you got some, you I'm have sure a kid God. for seventh grade. <laughs> she says, uh,
0: Looking, y- y'all
1: don't see the two screens.
2: <laughs> like, I'm trying to go. Seventh grade. Yes, our eighth grade capstone um, will be uh Africa. I- I'm I i can not wait. I'm so excited. I feel yeah. like that, you know, we and you guys know, but fifth grade, we have our civil rights trip. This just really right in line, falls right in line with that. And, and taking kids at a point of no return. I mean, <sighs> can you imagine? Can, can you we imagine? can we
0: just was, can we just, if you have a few more minutes? <laughs> Just, if it is okay, can we just do a few more minutes with y'all? Can I, I know, I know, <laughs> I know
1: the time we kind of we know we 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 doubling we, back though.
0: Yeah, okay, because at the time of this recording, it is getting close to when the kids you let out. So we appreciate your extra time, so you don't mention the civil rights trip. Yeah, so let's can we okay. talk about? what how did you guys come to getting that approved or and, and i say approved like it's some big deal but how is this a is this a thing with St. Phillips like in these types of I'm just gonna say critical race theory situations of talk about of what we're dealing yeah. with. Yeah.
2: Yeah. That so that's the private public school difference. Yeah. So um our guidelines and and standards are not um, you know, we we don't receive federal funding. So we do we kind of have some leeway. Uh we we follow guidelines with our association in a sense, but curriculum-wise, um we have a lot of freedom in what we uh um, teach. And uh and so that's why that, that African American history is embedded from two years old all the way through um sixth grade. And in fifth grade, the, the reason why they go on a civil rights trip in fifth grade, it's part, it's the curriculum. So the they, they spend the whole year working on that that aspect of it. But the thing about St. Phillips, what we what we really try to preach and teach is you belong in, in every story. So whatever history historical point we're at we're always going to talk about where we were during that okay. historical moment you know <laughs> what what was happening with african Americans at that time even, even though we're we're talking about you know this particular time in history we belong there and where were we and what were we doing and how were we contributing and what were we bringing to um you know to this country to other you know into the rest of the world so um so to your point we uh you know, we understand that a lot of, you know, everybody's dealing with this uh, critical race theory, um, but we teach facts and, and yeah. we teach we teach history and we teach facts. It's a whole <laughs> hashtag,
0: right? There. Full,
1: stop. <laughs> Full stop. Full stop. Full stop.
0: not even know. hashtag. Um, the number of or, you know, what are the stats of students who go on to HBCUs or graduate college? Is, do you have that to share, or is that something you would like us to include in perhaps um, some additional information?
2: Yeah, if we could, just because our philanthropy okay. department oh, cool. and our alumni, um, I mean, yeah. what what elementary school you don't know have an alum department, but our alum <laughs> department, <laughs> I can't, well, I'm thinking about Cheers. when I was in New York public school, and there's no alum department. <laughs> <laughs> So the alums, <laughs> right? That, tra- it. that track is going right from. And so they handled that. So I'll be sure to reach out to them it. and um and, and get that information about you know what's the percentage that go to HBCUs. Uh, but it's pretty. I would say it's high that, it's, that a lot yeah. of our kids go to HBCUs, um, and especially the research, like you said, the resurgence of HBCUs the, this yes. past year has um it has really been huge.
1: Yep. yep. Very cool.
0: Wow.
1: Wow. Okay. Okay. Well, well let's continue
0: the conversation uh, through our listener comments and emails on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, please be sure to subscribe to our newsletter, The Monday Momologist. That is free, y'all. Go to our website, Com. And, of course, we'll have some previous episodes, and um, we we definitely appreciate St. Philip's being here with us. Um, Until next time, I'm Mel. And I'm Tosh. And we thank you for listening to Mahogany Mammology. Bye-bye.